turn and give somebody a spiritual high five and tell them how much you love them. Hallelujah. I'm going to walk down here so I can do this part. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hey, it is good to see everybody. Y'all can be seated for a few minutes. We're going to do some announcements and, and some other things. Hallelujah. Let me scan the room and see if, if they came in or not. No? I don't know. I was looking to see. Oh, there she is. There's one. Hallelujah. Whew. Well, listen, my name is Richard. I'm the pastor. If you're, you're visiting with us, I, <laughs> uh, my lovely wife is hiding here somewhere. She's in the back, back there hiding, Wendy. She always wants to be in the back. I do too, but, you know, I'm down here with a mic right now. So, But, uh, hey, listen, so, so that's just the vents running. There's no heat running right now. So just telling you all now, it's, you know, we got the vents running and all that. So don't forget today, uh, immediately following service, uh, we will have our annual business meeting. Uh, so if you're an active member of the church, please stay. Uh, we'll give a few minutes for everything to, you know, we'll do a little bit of visiting. You know how that's going to happen. We just, we, we have some Cajuns around here. We got to visit. We got to love on people. And then uh, we're going to set a desk up where you can sign in and then we'll come back in and do, do what our business. We'll have a celebration time of what, what God has done all during the year of COVID. God has done amazing things. Amen. So we're going to celebrate that and we have some elections to do as well. Uh, don't forget our, our weekly memory verse in here, Isaiah 40, 31. But they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let me tell you, I heard an amazing sermon years ago by Tommy Barnett on the eagle and uh, something he learned from uh, some of the, the people that take care of the eagles that, you know, there's a season in their life of the eagle where their feathers start to tather on the ends and so while they're flying through the air, they make noise. And they're a silent killer, right? They come down to hit their prey, but, but the prey can hear them because they're feathers, right? So what happens is, is while they're doing that, they're not able to fly as fast as they once did. They also build up stuff around their beaks and it becomes painful. It's, it's a really interesting story. So they have a place high on the rocks where they'll go and just bask in the sun and they'll pluck their feathers out one by one. They say it's like plucking out fingernails. But during that season, this is the interesting part. During that season, the other eagles, because eagles only eat live things. They don't eat dead, right? They only eat fresh meat. They're not like a vulture. So the other eagles will come and drop them meat at their feet so they could eat and sustain themselves during that mulching season. But the guide told him, he said, that one over there is going to die. Why? Because they keep giving him food and he puts his nose up to it like he's better or something. Got some pride issues in there. He's not going to eat, so he won't live. 
And about a month later, they go up there, and that one eagle was eating on dead things. Yeah, there's a sermon in there, and he preached it. You want to talk about amazing. So change my life on how I look at some of the seasons we go through. We have to take substance from other believers that, that God is using to bring it to us. We can't just always try to do it on our own. But there are seasons we have to pluck away some things, and it may be painful. Amen. So, amen. Listen, so we, we uh, accidentally uh, have somebody that had put in for their membership, but then they weren't here, and then I just totally forgot, and we overlooked it. But I want to make sure she gets her day in the light, which she's been here for a long time, but she is officially. So, Sister Anna, stand up. Tell everybody who you are. I totally is bagged in. Amazing woman of God right there. And uh, so, she, you know, she's been here, but she's officially on the roll now. Uh, so she gets to vote today. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm glad. Hey, listen, I'm glad y'all voted last night, too, so we don't have to have a runoff. Jesus. Hallelujah. I had all them runoffs and stuff. So, but thank you for being a part of our family. And uh, listen, we're going to pray for her. Even though we've been praying for her for a long time, we're going to pray for her as well. So stand up so we can pray for you. Come on. I got to embarrass you one more time. Y'all lift your hands. So, Father, we thank you for our sister, Lord, that has made it official that she's a part of this church, even though she's been here for a long time. Lord, we pray the protection over her that this house, Father, is, is a pastor of this house. I speak protection over her, divine protection, divine health. Lord, that her home would have peace and it would have plenty. There would always be more than enough in her barns. So, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in her life, and I'm excited about what you're, you're going to be doing days and years ahead. And I bless her in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I think the other person ended up having to work today. So, okay. I think, did I get them all now? Just making sure. Okay. Just looking at the board members to make sure I got them all. So, listen, I start focusing on worship and sermons, and I forget stuff. So I got to have people that keep me straight. Amen. So, listen, also, uh, it, it keep up. I don't know if you've kept up with Cody Barbier on Facebook. What, what God is doing for them right now. They've been going through Kenya and passing out Bibles, New Testament Bibles, to all the prisons in Kenya, uh, the maximum security prisons. Uh, he's one of the missionaries that we, uh, we support. And uh, so they're just doing amazing work over there. Th this is the missionary, if you remember, that we were able to raise some money for. So they, were bought, they bought a backpack projector uh, and, and a system so they could go and share the Jesus movie. And everywhere they went, they had hundreds getting saved. And, you know, so it's like, praise God, we were able to sow into their lives to help buy that projector. And, and they're just, you know, still doing the work of God. Amen. I'm, I'm, I know they're excited to be back on the field. Amen. They're excited to be back on the field. Um, I don't think there's anything else I'm forgetting. Uh, coming up here real soon, um, we're, we're trying to put together a men's service and a women's service um, where we can bring in some preachers for that. So keep watch. I've, I've got to make some calls. On that, I uh, also found out that uh, toward the end of April, some preachers that I watch online from Fresh Start are going to be in Viator, Texas. Uh, so we may have to make a trip. Uh, it'll be a Friday night, uh, Saturday, I think. So we may, may have to make a trip. If y'all don't watch Fresh Start Church, y'all need to go find them. Fresh Start Church out of Arizona, Phoenix area. They've been having revival for six years, sustained revival. Awesome. I, I listen to their preaching and, and amazing pastors because I can tell you this. They're amazing people, but they're also going to be preaching uh, Pastor John Ortiz's uh, Open Heavens Conference. And uh, he contacted him again last week. He's like, you know, I don't, y'all may not know this, but, you know, when you, when you book a preacher, sometimes there's requirements. Like, hey, you know, I want you to pay my airfare, you know, uh, just put me up in a hotel. Sometimes they're crazy. Can I tell you I don't mess with those? 
you know. <laughs> All right, enough about that. Uh, so he contacted him, and he was just like, well, y'all haven't sent me anything. And it's like, no. Well, what's your requirements? We don't have none. Can you get a place to stay? Yeah, we'll set you a place to stay. It's, they're just so humble, man. You know, I, I, I found that pastor's number, and I sent him a text message one day. Just He didn't know me from Adam, and I sent him a text. But he called me back just, just you know, I'll tell him how much I, I love their ministry and just encourage him. He called me just to talk. Really nice people. So, uh, But I'm going to tell you what, they can preach the fire down. So we may have to make a trip over there for that. But, they, hey, God's doing some things. We still have the men's conference coming up as well in, uh, in August, I think it is, uh, back down in Eunice. So. God's on the move, and we're, we're in the uh, midst of pro, uh, planning some things, not program, planning some things. So, but anyways, uh, just trying to give y'all an update of what's coming up because there's things we're trying to plan, amen. But I got some young men out there. Oh, they pulled out the serious trays today, guys. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, we're going to give to the Lord. We're going to bless him, but, but can I say this first? If you're visiting, we're not trying to get your money. Used to annoy me, I'd go to church, and man, it's like they're preaching to the visitors so they can get money from places they don't normally get it from. We're not trying to get your money. We, we want you to enjoy what God is doing here, and, and my, my joke about it, but it is as serious as I can be. We want you to pull up a chair at the table and eat today, and we're not even going to ask you to clean up when it's done. We want you to enjoy what God is doing in this house, uh, his presence, the ministry. And so we're going to give here in a minute. I'm, I'm going to share a couple things, but you don't, you don't have to give in this unless God prompts you to. Amen. But please fill out one of the connect cards so that we can make sure we connect with you. I will not turn your number over to the uh, car insurance people, I promise. Uh, your car warranty is running out. I will not turn it over to them, I promise. So, but listen, as, as I've already told you, our, the, the finances that comes in here, we send it to missionaries around the world. We use it here locally. We, we use it to help people. Amen. We do, we do ministry with it. God has blessed us with some great financial minds here in the church to have a, a savings account and things that we're putting money up for. But the rest of it, we try to find a home for. There, there's parts that go into savings, but the rest of it, we find needs. So we minister to people. Amen. And so as you give today, just purpose that. God, I pray right now that that money would, would be used for your glory and it would be multiplied in the church, but it'd be multiplied in my life. Amen. So if you write out a check, make it out to New Life. You can give online. I think they're going to put all that up there. You can give online. You can text. We, we've made it as simple as we possibly can for you to give today. But I'm going to pray, and then we're going to let you give. Amen? And these young men are going to come and serve you. And I'm so thankful for you guys back there. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for us being in your presence today, that we get to be in your presence. And, Lord, we, we want to follow your instructions that we bring our first fruits, Lord. We bring our tithe to you. But we also want to bless you with an offering. So, Lord, today receive these gifts, Father. Receive them. Multiply them here in the church, but multiply them in the life of the giver. Use them around the world, but especially here in Marksville, Mansoura, Louisiana, for your glory and reach those that are lost and hurting and help those that are hungry. And we ask this all in Jesus' mighty name. And if you agree, shout an amen with me. Amen. Well, thank you for giving. They're going to come around and serve. Hallelujah. That's what I say. They brought out the big trays today. We've been using buckets just because it was a little more sanitary, but we're, we're finding other ways. Amen. So listen, before we go back into worship as well, we do have some flags up here at the front. Uh, you'll see some people use. If you want to worship with a flag, feel free. If you want to come up to the altar and worship, please feel free. Uh, between every service, uh, we do have a disinfectant fogger that we use with a hospital-grade chemical that we come through and disinfect everything, all the restrooms, the chairs, and all that. 
But the only thing I ask is, is if you do use the flag, leave it on your chair because I want to disinfect it before the next person grabs it. So if you leave it on your chair, I'll make sure to disinfect it, and uh, that way we'll have it ready for Wednesday. Amen. So wasting a few more minutes uh, talking about Wednesday. Who, man, who had a good time on Wednesday? So, hey, if you don't come to church on Wednesday, man, you miss That was a crazy service. That was a good service, though. God, God was on a move in that service in ways that, that we were not even planning for or preparing for originally. Amen. Uh, so, uh, listen, also, uh, Sister Julie uh, Dalgo, she, she would, would normally be here, but uh, her son passed away. And so y'all be in prayer for her and the family. They actually had to go to Lafayette today to go clean out uh, some stuff. She had planned on being here, but the funeral is on Tuesday. I'll post that on the, uh, the Facebook page for people that want to attend. It's going to be at uh, Escaday, I think it is. Uh, which one? Oh, in Cottonport. Okay, good. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking it was the one right here. So we'll post that on the Facebook page, but please be in prayer for her as well. So let's stand up, and we're going to go back to the Lord in prayer before we go into worship. We'll be a little more serious this morning. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for, for Julie and, and the family. Lord, right now they, they need a comfort and a touch from you that, that only you can give, Lord. Lord, there's times we pray for different things, but today I pray specifically for comfort. And Lord, I, I pray that people would come to her and be used by the Holy Spirit to just grab a hold of her and give her a great big hug if, if that's what she's in need of at that moment. Lord, take care of them during this season of loss. Lord, we also pray that here today in this place that you would be lifted high, your name would be exalted and glorified. Holy Spirit, we give you permission. Lord, I give you permission to, to invade this place. Invade my life, oh God. Have your way today. During the worship, during the preaching, during, during whatever time it is, you are free to move. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen.
heaven come down today. Listen, if you have a need in your life today, you just bring it to him. Say, God, I've got to have this. I've got to have this, God. This wall is up in my life, and today I know you are the wall breaker. You are the chain breaker. You are the victorious God. God, it doesn't look like there's any way it can even happen. And I tell you that he is the God that makes a way when there is no way. No way. When he speaks, the mountains crumble. Flatlands become mountains. He spoke a word and the entire universe was created. Just out of a word. <laughs> Today, God, we need you to be the victorious God. Hallelujah.
Come on, come on. Don't let us get in the way of that. Jesus. So will I. If the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. 
something I learned a long time ago if you read in here that he was willing to surrender you can't hold animosity against someone that you're surrendering to fully and in war people surrender but they never surrendered right it's like that old saying that you know I'll sit here but my behind is the only thing that's sitting here you know I'm, I'm not agreeing with you no no when you fully surrender to somebody heart soul mind strength and everything there can't be any animosity toward them can't be and to sit here and say God I surrender completely to you but I'm going to do what I want to do is not surrender come on <laughs> those prisoners of war they put their hands up to spare their life but they went into the prison trying to find a way out every day because that was their job so today you may throw your hands up and say God I fully surrender because I've got things in my life that I need you to take care of have your way God Lord, I thank you. God, no, God, you didn't make this happen. You did not make this happen, God. I forgive even thinking that you made this happen. But I know you're still the God that will help me get out of it. You'll make a way. And, guys, that's his love. If you, didn't, if you weren't here Wednesday, you, you didn't hear that, that expression of love that, that God had me to share just kind of sporadic, spontaneous, not sporadic, but spontaneous. The love of Christ that, that, that we can't even fathom. We can't fathom it. But he loves you so much that he's willing to say, I, I forgive you if you'll ask for it. And if you surrender, I will show you things that you could never even fathom. singing on 
Listen, this may be a newer song for some of y'all. <laughs> this may be a newer song for some of y'all, but it's not a new song. But just listen to the words of it as you, as you sing and, and worship this morning. Let it be your prayer.
in the pressing you are making
Hallelujah. Turn and greet somebody before you sit down. Our children can go ahead and head on to the back. Hallelujah. Whew. It's good to have Becca back up here on a Sunday morning. Megan's been pulling all the weight, you know. Not really. Whew. Hallelujah. Where did I put that bulletin at? I left it down there. Let me go grab it. I'm trying to be good, y'all. I'm trying to be good. I'm trying, Micah. I'm trying. He just laughs at me. Well, with people sitting in the balcony, I got to stay up here so they can see the camera a little bit better. But if you look in your bulletin on that other side over there underneath the date, I ran across this picture and I decided we were going to put this in the bulletin. It says, last year the devil released fear. This year God is releasing his glory. You know, by making that statement, nobody is saying that, that the virus didn't exist. But have you ever seen in, in history where a virus was, was so afraid of? I, I was thinking about that the other day. Just a few years ago, it was our, another president that was here. We had a virus going on that was, that was killing a lot of people, and you just didn't see the fear. And it was, just, it was weird how the enemy had orchestrated some things to allow fear to get into everybody. But I believe this year God is releasing his glory. Now, we saw some amazing things last year. God doing some amazing things because we continue to, to fight for the lost. We, we continue to, to, to be concerned and to do the things that we needed to do to stay safe, but to continue to fight for the lost. And, and I think that's, that's why we're, we're seeing what God is pouring out. And so today I want to talk to you about going deeper or just deeper, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I want to look at Ezekiel 47 briefly this morning um, while you're flipping there. We're going to talk about just about a couple things, and I'm going to revert back to some things that I've preached a few years ago as well, just to kind of pull some of this together for you. Ezekiel 47, starting in verse 1. This vision here goes over a few different chapters, uh, but we're going, to, we're going to start in verse 1 looking at it. I'm going to read it to you in the message. I told you, I've been kind of reading through uh, in the message just to, to get a different take on, on some of the scriptures and see if I see some things that I haven't seen before. Uh, did I put up the ESV instead of the message? Okay, can you kick it over to the message? 
Mike is awesome like that, so he can do it. Ezekiel 47, 1 through 10, the message. He's awesome like that, so he can handle it. I'm going to read this on the other side, whether fixing my mistake up there. This is what's in the bulletin. I wrote this the other day. The Lord woke me up. When we minister or even live without a true daily relationship with Jesus, we will revert back to and begin to operate under our old way of thinking. We will have a tendency to fall back onto what worked before. Think about that. The problem is Jesus would have been giving you fresh intelligence on the tactics of the enemy and also fresh ways of dealing with the things you are dealing with today. If you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, it's probably that you are not staying connected with Jesus through prayer or study of his word. In the church, we have to be connected to Jesus continuously. Because through the years, things change. God gives us new ways of doing things. And I know as a, as a leader, if I'm not staying connected, I will have a tendency to do exactly what I said right there. Will this work before? Let's try it. But what if that's not what God wants? Right, I made mention before uh, that, that I don't know about you, but I do not want to go through 2020 and go back to normal. I, I don't want to be the way I was prior to all that. I, if, if I had to struggle through all of that for nothing, then to just be the same guy on the other side, to me that looks like a waste. And I know my God doesn't waste things. He, he always takes those things that are set for bad and he turns them into my good and he will teach me through them if I'll pay attention. And I think, I think they fixed me. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 47. Now he brought me back to the entrance of the temple. I saw water pouring out from under the temple porch to the east. The temple faced east. The water poured from the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then, then looked me out through the north which took me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the gate complex on the east. The water was gushing from under the south front of the temple. So we've got water gushing out. So watch where this goes this morning. He walked to the east while measuring tape and measured off 1,500 feet, leading me through water that was ankle deep. So some of us are ankle deep. He measured out another 1,500 feet, leading me through water that was knee-deep. He measured off another 1,500 feet, leading me through water waist-deep. He measured off another 1,500 feet. By now, it was a river over my head. Water to swim in. Water no one could possibly walk through. He said, Son of man, have you had a good look? Then he took me back to the riverbank. While sitting on the river, I noticed a lot of trees on both sides of the river. He told me, the water flows east, descends to Erba, and there into the sea, the sea of stagnant waters. I want to stop right there for a moment. This water is flowing, and it's got a purpose. This water's purpose is to flow into a place called stagnant water. There's different depths in the water as we go, and, and this is the part, I think, where, where God has wanted me to really focus on this morning, is the fact that our communities are dead and stagnant. And God has placed churches in positions in, in communities. Now, can, can I be honest with you and, and just tell you this? Not every church that has the name church over the door is a, a real church for a real purpose. Can, can I just be honest with you? 
that there are people that have planted churches because they got angry at their church and said, well, I'm out of here. I'm just going to go start my own. So it was, it was birthed on a wrong foundation and a wrong purpose to begin with. It doesn't mean God can't use it. But what I'm talking about is the fact that God has placed churches in communities for specific purposes. And we have those spread all over. But then we have those other ones that are there. It wasn't birthed out of prayer. It was birthed out of other motives. We'll just put it like that. So you understand when I'm talking this morning, what I'm talking about. I believe God has placed this church for a specific purpose. This church, of course, was birthed out of prayer, right? There was a prayer movement that was going on here in the community many years ago, and it came forth. And now God has continued to bring this church to a point where we're at today, where we're seeing a move of the Spirit in our services, and we have for quite a while. I don't say that's because of me. I say that's because of the hunger of the people. People are hungry. People want an authentic move of the Holy Spirit. They're, they're tired of reading about it in a book and, and saying, well, A.A. Allen had amazing services. Micah, I'm sorry. It's, all, it's way over there. Hey, Rylan, run over there and grab me that bottle in the corner. It's all the way in the back corner. Okay, Micah, I'm back. I can't do that because the camera don't see me. See, people are tired of the fact that it only happened in the past, but yet they attend a church and nothing ever happens. But can I tell you, I believe God has, has placed this church and in this season, because we have been faithful to, to seek after him and be hungry and to be thirsty and say, God, we're not satisfied with status quo. And then COVID hits. And guess what? We're not satisfied with hiding in the corners because people are dying and going to hell. And guess what? We're sitting at home watching it online. I bring up this poster periodically. One day I need to just put it up there for again. I keep forgetting. I saw that back at the beginning of COVID. And it said that uh, I talked to a homeless man tonight and I asked him how all the online services had been blessing him. And he said, huh? And that right there just stuck in my head. God has placed this church here for a purpose. And if all we want is the old and that's all we'll get. I don't know about you, but I want to be new wine. I want to have a new wine skin. I want to be willing to allow God to do something different in my life. What if church looks different? So? What if worship's two hours long? So? You see, the number one thing we've got to change is our mindset. That church has a specific time frame. You know what? Some of the preachers laugh that come and preach here. They're like, well, how long is the service? I said, as long as you're still preaching what God has for you to preach. When you go into doing advertisements and things like that, then they're going to walk out on you. Well, how long? I said, there's no clock in here. I said, my thing is, is when, when I speak what God has given me to speak and we're done, we go home. If that's four hours or one hour, it doesn't matter. I wanted to show you this real quick when I was speaking to A.A. Allen. Anybody know who A.A. Allen is? A great evangelist from what, early 1900s, right? Healing evangelists, many miracles, raising people from the dead and all that kind of stuff. This is some oil from one of his last services. Somebody gave it to me. He used to keep a big bucket up there and he'd dip his hand all the way down in it and be slobbering all over. I, I got this, uh, this from, from his grandson, a friend of his grandson's. Can I tell you, there is no more power in that oil right there. 
than there is in this oil sitting right here, which I bought from Walmart. If all we're doing is looking at the past, that's what you're going to get. God is saying, I want to do something new in the midst of my people. And when we embrace what he is doing, we will get that. God is wanting his spirit to flow through his church like this river. That it will flow out. Remember he, when he spoke to the woman that out of the belly is river of living water that comes? Who is that flowing from? From me? It flows from God, but then it flows out of who? You as a believer. So do you have a river coming out of you or are you a stagnant water? Are the mosquitoes growing inside of you? Does you stinketh? I need to look up what the King James says about that. I mean, the message says about he stinketh. Maybe it says he smells the high heaven. I don't know what, what that would, I don't know what the message would put on that one. See, too many times we just get comfortable and, and we become stagnant and God starts doing something new. I wish he'd stop all of that. It's about time for lunch. I got to get over to Habibi's for the one hour, one hour wait. Y'all didn't know they had a one hour wait the last couple of days. I got to hurry up and finish so we can get to lunch. I don't care if I eat lunch today as long as God's doing something. Listen, many, many years ago, God gave me a dream. I've shared this before, and it's been a while, called the Ant Hill. Some of y'all may remember that. I did not understand that dream. It took me many, many years to understand that dream. God, that dream was probably 15, 18 years ago now. And I saw this. I saw an ant come out of a little hole. It was just nothing but sand all around. And he came up out of this little hole, and he went over here to this hole. He went down in that hole, came back, went over to this hole. He came out of this hole with food, came over to this hole, and dropped the food off. Came back with no food. That hill started growing, and that hill started growing. But it don't make any sense because he was bringing the food over there. And then there was two ants, and then three ants, and then there was a steady line. But the more that one grew, the more this one grew. And then this one here started doing the same thing. And then this one here started growing, and that one continued to grow at the rate. And, and I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because this one here, how much food does this one have? And this one here started giving the multiples, and it just continued. And it took me a few years to really understand what God was showing me, that what he was showing me was is that as we pour out to other places, he will pour back in and supply us. And as a church body, we have tried our best to do that. Can I, can I tell you, we have some, some people that go around every Saturday night as much as possible. Uh, I know the weather sometimes will affect it, but they, they make arrangements. They, how many churches y'all have now? Five. And three out of state they pray for. So we've got eight churches that they pray for. Five, they physically walk. What are we doing? We're going over there and they're praying for them that they will grow and God will, be mo will move in their services. And what happens here, we see more of it. Guys, God has called us to be somebody different. We'll call it, a, you know, whatever. Glory Hub, it doesn't matter. I could care less. We'll call it church, the way church is supposed to be. How's that? A place where people are being equipped, people are being filled, people are having experiences with God, being healed. And most of all, they're being released to operate in their calling. Because too many times people go start those other churches because they feel a calling on their life to preach, but nobody in this house will give them an opportunity. So they go start another church. Can I tell you, I, I think that's the wrong motive. 
I think there's a lot of pastors who need to go back to the church they were at and serve in that church because there's, there's reasons. I'm not going to go into all that. We're going to experience multiple pastors. Can we have that? Can we have multiple people that operate in the pastoral gifts that are, that are serving? Yes, but is that common in the, in the church where, well, they got to be the associate or the uh, second associate or the third associate? Or, no, pastoral gift is a, is a gift. And, and if they have that, that unction from the Holy Ghost to go minister to people, who says a pastor's got to preach? I do once in a while because I've been messing with one specifically that I think they need to preach once in a while. So I got to throw that in there as kind of a. Who says you can't have multiple people operating in the prophetic? Y'all stop turning around making him embarrassed. Who says y'all got to have multiple. You can't have multiple people operating in the prophetic or teaching or whatever. Right. See, we're to the place where, where we need those multiple teachers to rise up and multiple pastors to rise up and start acknowledging who they are. Because why? Because we're going to begin to, to minister to a community in a way we've never saw or thought possible. See, I, I was sharing part of something I've shared a couple of years ago with the congregation on, on planting community churches. I was sharing this with Jose the other day. Guys, we're, we're on the brink of being able to plant churches. You're looking around like, yeah, because you've got the wrong concept of it. And I'm not going to go into that today. God is wanting people to rise up, and it's time we rise up and say, here I am, Lord, use me. Here I am, Lord, use me, instead of, I just want to fill the pew. I just want to sit on the chair and keep it warm. <laughs> or I got to hold it down so it don't move. <laughs> Guys, listen, if we want to continue to see the outpouring of God, we've got to do more than just sit around. It requires us to get up and say, God, here I am. Because what will happen is, is we will begin to multiply and our effectiveness, which is the most important thing. Listen, the numbers in the church are great, but our effectiveness to ministering into the community is where, where we're really at. How effective are you at ministering to the community? Oh, Jesus. He's done going there. Oh, Jesus. How effective are you? Remember the, the Great Commission. Mikey, you can put that up there, the next set of verses. Oh, there it comes. The Great Commission is for who? And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to who? Jesus, right? Next verse. Go, therefore, and make disciples. Go who? Deborah, go and make disciples. Pastor Rich? Sure. It's all of us. All nations baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The church is to equip us to go do that. So this morning, I want to throw a challenge to you. I love those. How do you evaluate yourself on how good you're actually doing? How do you evaluate yourself on how good of a job you're doing on your commission? I don't evaluate myself. That's, that's generally the answer, right? Because none of us think about it. When was the last time you shared your faith with somebody? Well, what are you talking about? Well, let me break it down. See, this is how we start evaluating ourselves. When was the last time that, that we saw somebody and said, hey, man, can I tell you how good God is? 
I didn't say that I, I want to talk to you about John 3.16. I said, let me tell you about how good God is. You know, the other day that, that I was driving down the road and I got off on this exit and I went to stop. Then all of a sudden my tire went flat. Now, can you imagine I could have been going 75 miles an hour and had a blowout. But you know what? My God made sure that I pulled over first. Yeah, you see, I just shared my faith with somebody. Is it that easy, Pastor? It is that easy all the time. When was the last time you shared something with somebody? I do it all the time. And very seldom do I give them scriptures for it. Why? Because I'm sharing the goodness of God. I'm sharing what God has done for me. And I need to evaluate how well I'm doing. Because it's my obligation, my responsibility to reach a community that's dying, not the pastor's. Ephesians says the pastor's job is to equip you to do the work of the ministry. So I, I think what we're going to do is we're going to put some electrical probes in the bottom of the chair, and every time we get to that point, we'll just hit the button, and maybe it'll, it'll tell us, oh, that was Holy Ghost. It was something. Because some of us have been sitting down for so many years, we don't feel the pride of the Holy Ghost no more. Jose said, give him the control. No. Probably put one on me. No, I'm, I'm being serious, though. I'm being serious of, of how do you evaluate yourself on how good you're doing? Are you fulfilling this? How about this? You're not at work talking. You're, you're somewhere talking to a bunch of friends. How about that, right? You just, you're at a group of friends. And a stranger walks up behind you and listens to your talk. Would they walk away saying, Man, they've been with Jesus. Or would they say, I don't know. Just going to let that one hang. Probably better to let it hang. <laughs> I asked the pastor friend of mine some other things I should throw in here. He said, <clears throat> maybe you should ask him about if somebody looked at their Facebook posts. Or shares. They've been with Jesus. <laughs> no, it seems like they need to be set free by Jesus. Just throwing out some things, guys. If we're supposed to model for people, does that mean we can never have a mistake? Not at all. Listen, I make mistakes, and sometimes I model through my mistake and my repentance for my mistake. You see, if we're going to go past the ankle deep. Some of us just want to wade in the water. That's as far as we want to go. That's as far as anybody wants to go. But I, I can tell you this, that I want to get out in the deep. I want to jump into what God's really doing so that, you know what, we're, we're out there on the streets. And Sunday, as I constantly tell you, we come together to celebrate what God has been doing all week. Celebrate what God has been doing all week. I have experiences sometimes sharing things with people. I can't wait to get on the phone and tell somebody what God just did about something. It just amazes me. We've got to truly model the love of Christ. But if we stay nothing more than, than ankle deep, how much love are you going to model? We've got to dive in and go deep. Why? Because God is calling us to be different. He's calling you to be different. He wants to use you. And if you won't allow him to use you here, can I tell you, you will not allow him to use you in Walmart. Because here you're in a safe environment. 
where you stand up here and you say, Pastor, I have a word for the congregation, and you share it. And you go to Walmart and say, hey, I have a word from the Lord for you. A what? Well, thus said, man, what you smoking? You see, that people in here are not going to do that. We've got to become comfortable operating in what God is doing and, and get around it enough. You know, you know how I learned to, to, to pray over people? was being around people that prayed over people. Right? I told you all the stories of that. I got around people that that's what they did, and I learned. But the problem is, is we're so comfortable with our ankle-deep water, and God says, I want to bring you to your knees. I can't swim, God. Now, God will let you walk on water if necessary. Just relax. And then it gets up to our waist, and people look at you funny, and you run away. That's some fanatics over there. Why are they fanatics? Because they don't want you watching porno on TV no more? That's some holy rollers. Why? Because they want you to throw your magic books away because that's, that's witchcraft, that's the devil? Come on, I'm just being honest this morning that, that if we're going to help do what God has called us to do, it's going to take some change in you as well as me. Me. I have to allow God to do something in my life as well. But can I tell you, I'm not afraid to swim. I'm trying to pull some of y'all out in the deep. Don't fight me. Just to help you become a little easier, I did go to search and rescue school in the military. I did go to school, those crazy people that jump out of helicopters and rescue people in the middle of the ocean at nighttime. Yeah, that's why I went three weeks in a four-week school and said, you are crazy, I'm out of here. I'm not jumping out of a helicopter 40 feet above the water in the middle of the night in the ocean with a storm. Y'all crazy. But I do know how to save people. I do know how to rescue people. You know, one thing I learned being in that school is sometimes the people you're going to rescue are going to try to kill you. Serious. So, you know, the first thing they taught us was just go underwater and pull them down and let them scream until they stop screaming. We'll revive them later. Sometimes we got to allow people to go through some hard stuff so we can minister to them. Sometimes we just got to get in there and just hold on and hold on and hold on and let them kick and fight until Jesus gets in there. Listen, I'm not judging the guy who's out there trying to drown right now. He just got thrown out of an aircraft in the middle of the night on accident. I'm out there purposely. You're out there purposely trying to minister to some people. Always have a purpose. Anybody that, that hangs out with me long enough knows one thing. My conversation generally has a purpose by the end of it. Right now, if we're just talking casually on one thing, but if I go up and I meet somebody, I don't care what we're talking about at the beginning of that conversation, but somewhere in there is going to come up Jesus. And very seldom does it ever come up that I pastor a church. I'm a believer. Because the minute I say pastor, they change. Guys, it's time to go deep. We had, we had some people show up for prayer this morning. I appreciate you coming to prayer. You know, we're going to continue, 915, come for prayer. We're going to continue to just saturate this place in prayer so that people that come in that need a life, a change in their life will come in and get a change in their life because you know what? There are people that are hurting, and if we don't share the love of Christ with them, who will? Who will? God has called us to be different. 
just, just kind of real quick here. Remember the Revival Hub books we did? I, I'm going to give that class again. There are many different ways to describe this emerging church, but all of them break the traditional Sunday morning mold. They're rising up out of intercession from the hearts of people that are desperate for God. I believe we're desperate for God. We've got to allow the pump to be primed of our faith so God can light the fire in our hearts. When was the last time you cried for your community? Scratch that. When was the last time you got on your knees and cried for your next door neighbor that you hate? If we want to go deeper, we have to do those things. We've got to do them, guys. You know, we're at the church, we're, we're planning and doing as many things as we can to, to start getting things going, to, to finish equipping people and, and just activating them and releasing them, but we can only do so much. If people want to start being active, you know, I, I was a member of a church and I would do citywide outreaches, and it wasn't even the church. It was me going out, putting them together. Why? Because I knew God wanted me to do that. Now my church would support me. You see, we, we've got to find ways of ministering to our community because Deborah can minister to her community there where she lives in the apartments better than I can. But I will partner with her. See, the church should be the partner on these things. What's stopping you from going deeper? What's stopping you from holding, just, just diving in? You know, I just keep thinking of that song, I'm diving in, I'm going deep. I think we need to play that so people will get the understanding that I want to go further because what we keep doing is we keep ministering out of our old. This is the way God did it before. Let me come pray for you. How do we know that's how it's supposed to be? Let's get hungry. I want something different. I'm not going back the way I was. I want a move of God. Can I tell you that the revival and fresh start over in, in Arizona does not look anything like Brownsville or Toronto? I say this is Revival Sunday every Sunday for us. Why? Because we come in here and celebrate what God's doing. And we're going to break that mentality, that mold that says, well, we have to come in here and have 30 scriptures. You know, just, just off topic, I'm, a, I'm just going to chase a rabbit for a second. I'm just going to chase a rabbit. If you don't know what that is, that means you go off topic in something that almost doesn't mean anything. But I, I've, I've learned that some of it's Holy Ghost. Who says on Sunday morning, Dave, that, that you got to stand up here with 20 scripture references? The church did, because that's what they expect the pastor to do. But you know what I was thinking of the other day? Brother Chip and, and uh, Tootie and them, they have, they have a men's Bible study that they've been doing. They're helping disciple men. Sunday afternoons, if you want to show up, go talk to them. They, 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 on Sunday afternoons, and they, they have a men's Bible study. I know there were some other ones that were putting some together as well. Which one's a more effective way of, of discipling? Sitting in here listening to me for 45 minutes? Or sitting there with a group of people opening up the Bible and taking your time going down through it. A lot of us think that this is discipleship. This is not discipleship. This is preaching. What they're doing is discipleship. Both of them may change your life, but which one is going to teach you how to really get in the word more? That. The preaching should be to encourage you to excite you, to revive you, 
whatever God's doing in this service, but we have a tendency to think that I need a ton of scriptures. I need this. I need that. But the problem is, is you can't focus on all of those at one time, can you? So what if we came in here and said, God, I want a fresh word from you today that is going to encourage me and empower me to go out and disciple some other people instead of, God, I want you to teach me today. You see the difference? See, we've got to change our mentality on some of this stuff, guys. If we want to go deeper, it's going to take you opening up your word and say, I want to teach people. Oh, by the way, can I tell you that we have all those resources for you if you want them? You see, it's now that was a rabbit, but I think it was an okay rabbit. We think Sunday morning disciples us. Sunday morning doesn't disciple you. It's what you do every other day of the week that disciples you and teaches you his ways. We come together on Sunday to fellowship and, and to hear what God has for us and to worship and just do it corporately. Every day of your life, you should be functioning as a disciple, learning and teaching and operating. Amen. All right. That's about enough for that today. I want to pray over you this morning. I want to encourage you. I threw some crazy things out at you this morning that I felt God wanted me to, to, to do, but I think he's, he's putting together some stuff right now. And I think if we will start paying attention, I think today part of it was, was just to get you to see things a little bit differently. If you don't tr traditionally come on Wednesday, I want you to, I want you to come on, on Wednesday. Because you know what? Wednesday is one of those different services. It's totally different. Totally different. And you need to come on a Wednesday so you can see the difference between allowing a service to just be led by the Holy Ghost to where we have something more structured, which we do on a Sunday. Amen. Which I don't mind is structured. We let the kids go back there and do their thing and all that, you know. So, listen. Two things. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, can I tell you the first thing you need to do is, is allow him to become your first, your, your first and foremost. He is the one that's in charge of everything. And that takes this, acknowledging that, God, I'm a sinner, and I need you to forgive me. I need you to forgive me, Jesus, and I ask that you would be my Lord and Savior. That's where it starts, right there. And then you go further by confessing that he, Jesus, is the Son of God. He was crucified. You, 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 know, you begin to acknowledge these things. But all of it starts from, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I'm lost. I'm going to hell. And without you... I'm on a road that I can't get off of. Amen. So listen, so I want to pray over us. Put something on soft. And if you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I need Jesus, I just want you to get up and walk up here, and I want to pray for you. Maybe you've known him in the past. Maybe you've known him and walked away. It doesn't matter the reason. But you know what? I want you to walk up here and, and acknowledge that I am not staying where I was anymore. I want to be different when I leave here today. I want to be different. So, so Father, I thank you for, for what you're doing in this place and, and in our lives and especially in this church. But today, God, I pray for those that are here that are not following you, Jesus. They have not committed themselves to you. They have, have not turned their life over to you as Lord and Savior. God, and I know they have problems in their life and they think they can solve every one of them. But, God, I know that you are the God that healeth thee. You are the God that sets us free. You are the God that changes everything and turns it around. And that you will forgive us of all of our sins. 
Lord, I pray for them today that they would have the courage to stand up and come and say, I need Jesus. I want you to do that quickly. If that's you this morning. And I'm going to come down and I'm going to pray with you this morning. If that's you. Saying we can be friends if you want Jesus. There's a friendship waiting to be. Jesus. We can be friends if you want to. Take my hand. Be friends with me. Yes, Father, I thank you for your words. And I pray, Lord, that, that you would use what you had me speak today to redirect some of us that are going down roads, redirecting our eyes, helping us to, to let go of the things of the past, helping us to, to have a desire to be a new wineskin and allow your oil to flow through us. Lord, work through this church work through every church in our region that is preaching and teaching the truth of your word. Give their leaders wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Give us all opportunities to minister to this community so that we may love on them and share your goodness. And Lord, I pray that, that even today and some of us go out to eat, that, that we would be able to share the love of Christ with a waiter, waiter or waitress that is so sh dressed and overworked that we can just speak peace into their life. And we can bless them financially as well for their work. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Guys, it's simple. You know, I, we go to a restaurant, and sometimes I have the restaurant owner will just come to the table and start unloading, and we just smile. Other places I go, people will just stop by the house, you know, and when I'm at the house, they'll stop by and just talk. Why? Well, you're the preacher. It's more than that, man. It's more than that. I'm just wanting to love on people. I want to love on people. So turn the music back up. I'm going to pray with my brother. Jesus, will you come play with me? I'm ready and willing. Won't you come down, 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 down to the ground? To the next to me place, with a smile on my face and a song in my
Jesus When I wave at you Do you wave back to me? Yeah, Jesus When I'm feeling sad Do you feel sad too? Won't you come down Hallelujah. Praying with a brother. He already knew Christ. There were some other things he wanted prayer with. But you know what, guys? Like I told him, look at all the men that came around you and said, we're here. We got you back. We're never in this alone, man. Never in this alone. Mm. You know, I want to I wanna just share a quick story real quick so, so Shane could, could hear this story. There's many, many years ago now. Man, I'm getting old because I have to keep saying many, many. Jesus, Cookie, be quiet. So, all right, I'm going to come back in the middle, Mike. I'm sorry. Mike is going to put a buzzer on me. Every time I walk out the camera. I was going through some, some difficult struggles in life. And uh, a lot of questions, a lot of concerns. And, and I was really twisted on, on a lot of things that were going on. And me and my wife, you know, of course, my kids, they were babies, so they had to come real good family friend of ours and his wife was there with us and we went to the church probably on a Saturday I don't know it could have been Friday honestly I don't remember but I remember they, they had the bench up here and I, I knelt down at the bench man I was just I was bawling I'm telling you man my life was in such a mess at the time I was I was snot bawling you know I, I had it yeah it was all coming out it was one of those it one of these oh God please no it was and I remember she, my buddy's wife, came over and she started laying little prayer cloths around me. And I'm down there and on my knees with my eyes closed. I'm doing all this. And, and all of a sudden, I felt something on my back. I didn't even open my eyes. I was just so focused on God. And I'll never forget what she told me. She said, do you think that I have left you? She said that even now, I have intercessors around the world crying your name that have never met you. Bombarding my throne for you because of what you're going through. Do not ever think that I have left you. And I opened my eyes and I looked. And she said, that's the angels that I have encamped around you during this battle. <sighs> Y'all know what that did. It was even worse after that. It was even worse. But you know what I, I what I remembered the most was is that even now I have intercessors crying your name around the world that don't even know you. And we think we're on our own. And when we get up and go to him like I did right there, or or there are people crying his name right now saying, God, there needs to be a change. There needs to be whatever. There are people around the world that we will never meet on this side of heaven that are crying for us right now, interceding for us. Look, she wants to come worship. Don't worry. I'm not, she ain't bothering me. So, guys, listen, let's change the world, man. Let's change the mentality people have of church. Church is judgmental. We're not judgmental. 
that church is a safe place. People can come and worship and love Jesus and hear the truth and allow the Holy Ghost to change them forever. Amen. So listen, I love you. I think our kids, we can get our kiddos to come back in here. And uh, y'all can take your kiddos home. Hallelujah. I love them. But, you know. uh, and we're going to uh, start getting ready. We have our business meeting here just shortly. So give us about 10 or 15 minutes and we'll do that. Amen. But hey, come Wednesday. Come before service and pray. We're going to be in here in prayer probably about 630, you know, in prayer. It's a little bit harder on it. If you come earlier, you can still pray, but we may still be practicing. <laughs> but we're going to try to pray at about 630. So come. And, and come on, let's start going deep, guys. Let's let's get off the let's get off the boat and get out there on that water, amen. Man, listen, love you. Thank you for being here today. Don't forget to turn in your cards and, and your different things that uh, you have, your visitor cards and all that. And we're gonna start getting ready for our business meeting, amen. Awesome. Love you guys.